This is Unsquashed. I'm your host, Trisha Lewis. Engage your detective mindset and let's get ready to solve the mystery of the squashed self. My guest this week is Gus Bandal. He calls himself the M Guru. That's the name of his business. He supports service-based businesses really with marketing and social media. He's also big as a LinkedIn trainer. So we're going to delve into this social media malarkey. I know it's not the favourite topic for many of us, including me, but Gus is very much a fan of selling without selling. And he also describes himself as an introvert. And he's big on building that no like trust thing. So, no, this isn't going to be a flashy, this is how to market in 10 steps your business. No. Enjoy. So, fabulous to have you there, Gus. This is Gus Bandal, my guest. And um, I'm feeling quite rusty because I've had a break from doing the podcast for a couple of months. Um, so, I'm really glad I got Gus because I know he's going to be a relaxed and wonderful guest. Hi, Gus. Hi, Trisha. Yes, I'll, I'll be as relaxed as I can. No, no worries. I'll... We'll help each other along here. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, after all, this podcast is partly based on the idea that we are all being real. And so, you know, if I feel a little bit, ooh, then I should share that. That's fine. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Life is all about being real, I think. Yeah, I think that's exactly. The, you know, because that's all we should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It kind of helps. Yes. It kind of is less exhausting. Um, so uh, something I found out in my later years, uh, but definitely didn't realise in my early years. So we might touch on that when we talk a little bit about our human characteristics during this conversation, because I know sure. things like uh, introversion, things like that will definitely come into play because it's mm-hmm. all part and parcel because we're we're not just us business us or us work us or whatever we're just us aren't we so the <laughs> absolutely absolutely um let's let's start off with a question that i like to start off with can you share a personal story uh probably during your i think it's kind of 5 years or 5 years plus that you've been running the business that you cut yeah can you share a story that illustrates just how easy it is to and you know my expression self squash and not show up fully as as you absolutely you've got any examples yeah i mean that's a that's a great question i mean basically yeah you're right i've been in business for uh just over five years and i think one of the one of the things that i did in the early days to, to self squash was quite frankly look at the people around me and kind of think everybody's a success and I know we all do it and and all that kind of stuff and it sounds very it sounds very business coachy when I say my business grew when I stopped using the word competition and I think it's because I spent a lot of time looking at my competition and thinking why do they have offices why do they have big cars why do they have employees why why are they loved by everyone and I'm not and it's and it I it, it simply came down to a matter of trust it's basically they were established businesses and when you look at others you know it's kind of if I develop a a soft drink today I won't be competing with Coca-Cola tomorrow it's not that's not how business works and I think you know it took a long time to get people to 
know me, like me and trust me. And I think that I was looking at other people's journeys as if it was my own journey. And that's, I think, particularly from a a, a self-squashing point of view, I think that's what, what, you know, what it came down to. I took all these bad habits from a corporate career and just thought I can transfer these into a business world. And actually, it's completely different. It's, you know, when you are, when you have the comfort of a salary, it's very easy just to do things day to day because you think, ah, don't worry, I'll, I'll get paid. Um, whereas when I went networking and met people and met new businesses and tried to get clients, et cetera, et cetera, it kind of, it was a new way of thinking. And I think I stopped, um, the self-squashing came from looking at others and kind of thinking I should it's, be there. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, we, we've coined the phrase comparisonitis, which kind of does the job to be honest. And, mm. and I massively have done it over a similar period of time, actually, as you. And I think that's, you could say, is that, is that relevant? Because, you know, in those early years, do we do it more? But actually, do you know what it, it because we're human and it's a human thing to sort of observe um, others and kind of make instant, you know, appraisals. Are they are they a danger to us or whatever? I actually think that this can pop up and squash you at any point in your career or your business growth. So so you should always have a little audit flash, you know, that comes up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I think the thing is we get better at spotting it, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, in, in in the early days, I couldn't spot it. I didn't know what was going on. I just thought, well, my business is failing and I'm not a success. I'm not earning money and there's an issue here. And I think it's it, it comes from that constant review of saying, well, why not? And what's going on? And a lot of in the early days, a lot of my, um, you know, my strategies were based around what other people were doing. Oh, that person is going networking, so I must do. Or that person is doing this for a living, so I must copy that and all that kind of stuff, you know, as in their services, et cetera. And it wasn't until I started looking inward and just thinking, no, what do I need to do? What's my skill set? What do I enjoy doing? And that kind of, I think, I think changed a lot of things for me. Yeah, which which brings us to the fact that ultimately, yes, we do realize that we have to be visible and credible and get people to know, like, and trust us in order to um, have them engage with us and hopefully give us um, some business. So this is seemingly the most obvious thing that we have to do (laughs) when running a business. And yet it appears to be really rather challenging. And particularly if you are not immediately drawn to doing the more obvious I'm putting this in inverted commas salesy again in inverted commas things so you know sort of flashing around um at every networking event that's going pushing yourself up to get you know a speaker spot on some big event stage um paid for advertising i don't know keywords to die for all the kind of stuff the kit and caboodle that a lot of a lot of people particularly those who might say they're a little bit more introverted mm overthinkers you know people who are desperate to provide value and maybe have a little ting of imposter syndrome nibbling away at them all of those human things well um we've hit a bit of a a bit of a brick wall haven't we if we if we say i can't do any of those things oh my gosh why have i got no clients so you talk about selling without selling so Hmm. 
Tell, tell me the it's a magic trick isn't it Gus? It's, go on it, <laughs> yes yeah yeah I mean I've uh, yeah it's it's a magic trick it's it there's no there's no dark art to, to kind of selling without selling as such but I think the again as business owners we're almost it's almost innate to try and sell and I think this is why because obviously as a social media specialist what I see is a lot of people on social media only selling it's kind of like this is what I do for a living. Please buy my stuff. Give me your credit card details, etc. And then when it's not working, they'll do something like, hey, I'm doing a special offer for January or, you know, buy it or I'm raising my prices next week. So you must buy today and all that kind of stuff. And then it becomes panic buying kind of or panic selling, as it were. Um, and so particularly the, the way I sell my services and the way I talk to people and what I teach other people to do is to basically get people to to know you and like you and trust you. And I think that's the element of selling without selling because it's, there's many of us that do lots of things the same as lots of other people. And quite frankly, what marks us apart, what makes us separate from anybody else, what makes us different, what's our USPs and all that kind of stuff. And I think the the selling without selling bit comes from when people trust us as opposed to trusting somebody else. And it's the, having conversations with people, listening to people, talking about, you know, their fears and their anxieties and their work issues and their personal lives or whatever it may be. And quite frankly, it literally is using the word social. So the key word in social media is social and it's being social with others and getting people to to know us, to like us and to trust us. And I think that's where the selling without selling comes in, as opposed to just saying, please buy my stuff. This is what I sell you know, et cetera, because I haven't built up that trust. So I have no idea who you are. So I'm not going to hand over any money and et cetera, et cetera. And, and again, I know I've used the example of Coca-Cola earlier in this podcast, but it's um, the the first person that drank a can of Coke took a massive risk, you know, because they didn't know like there wasn't a brand or they didn't know, et cetera. Whereas the second person thought, oh, well, the first person's not dead. So I'll drink a can of Coke as well. You know, and it kind of, it perpetuates from there. When you start when people start knowing you, liking you, and trusting you, that's the moment when you start selling without selling because you're, because um, people like you, and I think that's the that's the difference, the key differentiator for most businesses. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So uh, then people might say that sounds great. I get the theory, um, makes sense. Yeah, lovely. Uh, but actually, do I do I do that? Do I go on which? Which platform do I use and do I use each platform slightly differently? And do I have to be on all of them? And is it do I have to tell my life story? Do I have to be like really, really out there with all my problems, um, my quirks? Or do I uh, do, do I am I funny or do I constantly just say things that are giving away all my value um, in every post because I just want to be terribly helpful because that's how. I mean, there's, you know, all those little issues. There are there are so many questions that, that will come out of it. And, the, the, you know, it's very easy for someone like me to say, well, you should just always be yourself, which is obviously, you know, that's quite frankly, you know, it's all about being real, being authentic, being you. That's fine. And there's a, you know, you can't teach that stuff because you have to be yourself. Weirdly, it's harder to try and be somebody else or to try and lie through your teeth and all that kind of stuff because, you know, all that will unravel. Um, but it's the the depth is entirely up to you whether you want to share uh you know kind of your um your daily ablutions or whatever you want to do or kind of talk about your family talk about your children talk about your dog etc 
or you just want to talk about work or your experience or those kind of things. And there's a lot of marketers out there that kind of say things like, well, you should follow your audience. You should find out where your audience hang out. Think about your ideal client. Think about where they hang out and then go and post on those channels, which I understand to a certain extent, I understand. But ultimately, the star of the show will always be you. So quite frankly, if you have something that is worth selling and people like you and trust you, they will find you wherever you are, whether you use Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or Mastodon or Post or TikTok or whatever it may be, whatever channel you use, people will find you if you have something that they want to buy. So I think the the the, the idea is that you make yourself the star of the show, um, you choose the channels, sure, where your ideal clients hang out, but also somewhere where you enjoy kind of thing. I hear lots of people say, I don't enjoy this channel, I don't enjoy creating this kind of content, etc. The only thing you can ever do is be yourself on a channel that you enjoy and your audience will find you. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, yeah, that that is it. And you bring up a really important point, I think, which is, um, and, and obviously there's a, there's a sort of caveat to this, but you do need to be in a space that you enjoy being in and that you mm. feel comfortable in because otherwise you will lose all motivation and feel like the, the life is being drained away from you every time you uh, try to create content for that other space that you don't like. Yeah. Um, the caveat, I suppose, is the same as in life generally, that we do have to experiment and explore a bit and mm do a bit of the sort of groundwork that might, might not feel brilliant in order to realise. I mean, you know, it'd be very easy to say, no, I don't like that platform. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I, I'm never going to do that kind of content. I'm, I'm no, a video, no, I'm never doing a video. And, and, and I get it that you might not end up doing that platform or lots of videos. But if you never try, um, you are a little bit like saying, you know, I well, I've recently taken up climbing, for instance. So yeah. if, if I carried on saying, no, 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 I'm way too old to do that. You know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll twist something, I'll I'll sprain something. You know, I'm not. It's not my thing. Mm -hmm. Then I wouldn't now be enjoying the absolute pleasure of discovering my climbing muscles at um, this grand old age. So you do maybe have to face a little bit of that fear and pain yeah absolutely i mean there's always you know i always tell you know my clients or people that i speak to etc that they should kind of you know get out of their comfort zone i think if we go back to the kind of the self squashing at the beginning i think one of my in the early days of business one of my biggest issues was the fact that i didn't know when to stop as opposed to so I tried everything and I was like, I'll try every social media channel. I'll go to every networking event and I'll try and speak to every single business, et cetera. And the, the danger for me was I didn't know when to stop. So I went to lots of networking events that never worked, but I continued paying for them and continue going because I like the people there or I like the people that run it or something like that, et cetera. But it wasn't financially, it wasn't working for me. Um, so, the, you know, there is a there is, there is a balance of doing something that you enjoy, but also leaving your comfort zone. But when you do leave your comfort zone, sure, you might start enjoying it. But the point is, if you don't enjoy it and it's something that you, it becomes labored in your life, it you're never going to enjoy it and you're never going to make it work. And I think particularly on social media, when you see Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or LinkedIn or whatever, I see lots of people that don't enjoy the platform, but posting on it. And to be honest, 
it makes it really obvious when they don't enjoy it. And I think that's the that's the thing. Sure, I completely agree with you. Get out of your comfort zone. Try new things. Try new channels, new events, meet new people, etc. But at the moment, you realize you're not enjoying it long term. You have to give it up. Go and find the places where you are comfortable and happy, etc. That's that's spot on. Absolutely. There is a, there is this fine tipping point, isn't there? There's a real balance between experimenting, exploring, trying out, and then understanding that the reason you're now going to back away from that is not, oh, I'm no good at it, or oh, it's not doing anything for me, I failed. Mm. But do you know what? I've tried it. I've tried it again. Tried it slightly different. No, it's not. I'm not enjoying it. It's it's not me. It's not even necessarily got a point to it. And that's the other thing, isn't it? How yeah. easy is it to get into a? Because you talk about consistency, um, which is important. Hmm. But I suppose the everything's on a spectrum, isn't it? If you get bogged down in the idea of consistency with your content creation there is a danger that you are putting consistency over and above what the heck am I doing this for? Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy to be consistent in the wrong places. And I think that's the, that you know, that's, that's also a danger. And, you know, earlier I mentioned ideal clients and so marketers will say, think about your service, think about your ideal client and go and sell to that person. Well, actually we, ha we have so many different uh, kind of, um, mediums that come into our eyes and our minds and all that kind of stuff that actually no two clients are the same and no two people are the same and we all we talk about facebook linkedin twitter instagram post mastodon tiktok snapchat pinterest etc etc we can talk about a hundred social media platforms and then we talk about sky and bt and netflix and amazon prime and apple tv and all that kind of stuff you're never going to find somebody that is into everything or the same as everything else and that's why so for example on linkedin there are 875 million people what that means is there's 875 million different feeds no two feeds are the same and i think this is where it's all very well being consistent but if you're consistent in the wrong places talking to the wrong people it's it's definitely not you know the, the, the yeah don't put consistency above being comfortable and quite frankly your your long-term business goals basically exactly absolutely which brings us nicely on actually to the last couple of questions that i want to pose um and this one i we we had a quick chat about this before um we could probably do a whole nother episode on this actually, but what so, myth would you like to bust in your area of work, Gus? Uh, the, the myths that I, you know, particularly when it comes to social media and the things that I do is that the myth is that business owners have to try and be everywhere and not kind of um, choose uh, like particular platforms, etc. And again, this relates to having ideal clients and having ideal people and all that kind of, you know, in terms of who are we selling to, who are we talking to, um, et cetera. But I think one of the, the biggest myths for business, business owners is that they have to be everywhere or they have to do every, be on every marketing channel, et cetera. Um, and like I said, I, I named numerous social media platforms and numerous kind of TV services and lots of other things, lots of ways that where, mediums work for us so I think one of the biggest myths is let's not try and be everywhere yes absolutely and 
as an you would sort of identify in the kind of spectrum as being a bit of introvert am i right that's correct yeah, yeah. so um and and on that then that an an introvert doesn't naturally feel like being everywhere we feel like yeah perhaps being in our own space um more than everywhere so is there a practical i'm going to combine this last question then the one practical tip so can you make that for those who are listening to this who have got a big dollop of introvert in their Myers-Briggs <laughs> sure no absolutely I mean all the all the um tests and all the kind of the personality tests and lots of things that I do all, all point to the fact that I'm an introvert and depending on how I answer the questions depending on how I feel a particular day sure it may look like I'm an extrovert or you know or, um I may feel like that some days but actually for me, when I started my business, one of the biggest things was that the way I'm going to make money is for me to be me, however that is kind of thing. So if I'm loud, if I'm humorous, if I'm introverted, if I'm quiet, whatever it may be, people are going to gravitate towards that. So I think particularly if I was going to give anyone a tip, particularly introverts, but for anyone, I think the it's a two-pronged tip. The first one is always be yourself. I mean, that's kind of obviously nice and obvious. Um but I think the important thing is that go to your social media channels and make sure that your channels tell people who you are. And if you are an introvert, then you should tell people I'm an introvert. If you are quiet, then you should tell people you're quiet. That's just the way you are. If you're very loud and brash and humorous, then you should tell people. I think people gravitate towards people of a certain ilk, people who are like them. And I think that's where we get the biggest value as people. That's where we get the biggest, you know, um, you know our strategy in terms of our business in terms of finance in terms of the people that we like in terms of the friends that we make we gravitate towards people that we like so particularly with introverts my tip would be go and check your social media channels go and check all your bios go and check all your about sections and all that kind of stuff and make sure that they tell the world exactly the kind of person that you are because quite frankly you can only ever be yourself and if somebody reads and thinks i don't like this person that's cool that's that's their problem and not yours so you know, you eradicate the ones that don't like you as much as you attract the ones that do. Absolutely. And I I would add that because um, we talk about all these different platforms and creating content and being out there, obviously it's important. You People don't know you. The number of times that I've come across situations where people said, oh, oh I didn't know you did that. Or, oh, mm. I didn't know you got a book. Or, oh, I didn't know. Etc. Yeah. Etc. And you think, as as I know, a lot of listeners will be like me, and they think, but but I keep telling, I keep putting little things out there. Surely, I mean, I keep putting content. I've done quite a few videos on that. I did, you know, etc. I've got a website. Where, yeah. And you, and you realize, of course, ultimately how daft that is, because the you know, if you did the analytics on it, how many times are people actually seeing any one of those posts at any particular yeah. moment of time, etc., etc. So there is this hugely difficult balance, I think, mentally, where you've got to say, I have got to um it's a bit like an, an actor doing stage as opposed to television or whatever there are certain or doing video just doing video or something through a screen you have to turn your energy up a little yeah. bit more than feels totally natural sometimes mm -hmm. especially when you're getting used to this new medium and 
the same applies to this. I think we have to turn our ability to put more out there up a little bit more than feels completely comfortable. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you, the uh, the acting analogy is quite a good analogy because I think this is one of the few, uh, you know, social media and marketing and running your own business, etc. I think it's one of the places where it's good to be typecast. You know, you want people to know you as for that, you know, for that thing. You know, if we talk about particular, if we talk about Daniel Craig or if we talk about Adam Woodyat, we know exactly who they are and what they do. Two very kind of, you know, polar opposites, et cetera. But they are typecast because that's who they are forever, even when they stop being that. And I think that's for us in our business. We have to continually be ourselves and be that one person that is typecast into what we do, whether it's an author or a LinkedIn trainer or a social media specialist or a, a bricklayer or a plumber or whatever it may be. We want people to think of us as that person. And unfortunately, the way social media works is you have to continually tell people, even if you're just re repeating the same thing. Marketers will say all the time, hey, you should repurpose your content. Uh, I mean, it's great from a I don't have to create new content point of view, but it's also great from a I'm going to reach different parts of my audience every time I post the same post, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it's it's becoming typecast as who as who you are. And that's, you know, and that's a positive thing is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if people actually go and look at, think about their favourite actors or authors or artists or musicians, or mm. you'll they'll realise that what is it? What, why do I get engaged by this person? What attracts me? Why do I always love the things that this person is creating? And mm. it's because you've got to know that there's something that you bond with, with that person. And it's just yeah. a thing and it's quite difficult to put into words but you know we know that there are certain um, artists that we just even if their stuff is amazingly clever and all the rest of it we just don't feel you know we just don't mm. feel and it and the same yeah. will apply to your audience you know some people just won't feel you and that doesn't mean that you're a terrible person or that you're failing in some way I mean thank goodness because I don't know about you Gus I couldn't actually service um every person on the planet yeah yeah absolutely exactly there are yeah. There are 3 billion people on Facebook, 875 million people on LinkedIn. There's uh, over a billion on TikTok and Instagram. And quite frankly, if you tried to speak to all of them and try to service all of them, and, it, you know, as, as much as we'd love the money, I think the point is we'd get burnt out and kill ourselves. And there's no, you know, nobody wants that, right? So Nobody wants that, Gus. No, exactly. That. No. Now, so, look, yeah. Gus, I know we haven't specifically talked about LinkedIn, and I know that you are a... Uh, 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 you know, very up on all of that and how to make that work. So if people want now to connect with you more and follow the journey through, where's the best place? Would it be LinkedIn or your website? Or So as a social media manager, I am practically on every single social media channel. And I normally tell people, if you go to Google and just type in M Guru UK, you'll find out all about me. But that's my suffix. And particularly on LinkedIn, it's linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash M Guru UK. That's kind of where. Good. Uh, that's where I do my best work. But yeah, it's. Yes. You can Google yes. me and I, find, I, find me. I, 
Brilliant. I will obviously put the the link in in the notes with this podcast, and um, people will find you. And and I've spoken to you in a sort of just a general social way. We're part of a community that we share, and that's why. And I'm just saying this to people out there. That's why I've invited Gus onto my podcast. I don't tend to go and just sort of find um, random names of people to invite on my podcast. I will have got to know like and trust them or I will have had a fairly instant feel for them because what they're putting out there is aligned with who they are guess what you see it's not rocket science Absolutely. so if you want to be invited on a podcast make sure that's what you're putting out there so I just thought I'd say that um Excellent. I look forward to speaking to you again off here. And uh, I know our listeners will have got a huge amount of insight from this. And we could talk about it for another hour, but I'm desperately trying to be disciplined in this new um, rebirth of the podcast. So thanks ever so much, Gus. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for having me on the rebirth of this uh, podcast as well. Thank you. Want to know more about staying unsquashed? then head over to more resources at trishalewis.com forward slash stay hyphen unsquashed. And while you're there, sign up for the fortnightly email unsquashed. For now, until our next forensic investigation, stay curious and don't forget to show up to share.